Those points where you freeze doesn't mean that you can't do this business, doesn't mean that you're not coachable. Let's look at what is getting in the way then and let's do some work around helping you move past that. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Money Makers Podcast. I am so happy you've chosen to join me today. This podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money without leaving their integrity behind. I'm Ray Dodd, a money and business coach. And my very favorite thing is seeing those who have underestimated themselves or been underestimated by society make more money. I believe we owe it to one another to take the discussion around money far beyond manifestation and money blocks and to get into what's really holding us back from making more money. So let's dive into this week's episode. Today I've got a very exciting episode for you all. The first of two actually with my special guest who I in the last podcast episode um, I talked about when I was talking about um, various things that have been going on behind the scenes of the business in the last few months. So as I've said we've been making some changes in the business and now the time has come to introduce you to one of those changes who is an actual human and I realize talking about it that way makes you sound like you're not a human imagine the suspense as people are listening to this although I know <laughs> I'm thinking this is gonna be it's but also I'm sure your face is gonna be on the front cover of the like podcast episode so I'm acting like you don't know who it is <laughs> you probably do it's probably in the title so um that that change in the business has a is a real human being and their name is joe casey welcome joe to the podcast welcome radar thank you very much <laughs> so i could not be more thrilled to have joe joining me for plenty more which is the program that we have been working away on over the summer as well as both taking a lot of time off which i feel like well, i don't know both said it's a bit of a first a bit of a first but a few yeah. people have been like i've spoken to a few people have been doing similar so i don't know if it's our like two years of the pandemic please yeah we're just I'm like feeling yeah but um there's definitely some stuff to be said content wise and podcast wise about that but yeah. um the program we've been working on we're going to talk more about today but we're talking mostly today about um, and as always when I start to record it I don't have a pithy title but about some of the issues we've seen in programs we've been in and what we want to create what we have been creating our program to be and we really want to talk about stuff that comes up in the business coaching industry particularly and the brilliant stuff that you can find and the not so brilliant stuff so we're going to be doing a bit of a deep dive on that very juicy subject but before I do that Joe is going to be the associate coach on Plenty More so I'm going to be there she's going to be there and we are both creating the program in different parts of the program in different ways so if Joe you could introduce yourself and maybe could you introduce a bit about you know what it is you do what you're bringing to the plenty more version two as I call it table sure um well I'm Joe Casey I am I'm a business coach but I'm quite often referred to as not your average business coach because I guess what I do is I do lots of strategy and I love helping people really find and own their message mm. but I've always married it with lots of kind of real I suppose quite deep coaching and mindset work because my fascination is oh great we've got the strategy we think that's going to work and then you find yourself not implementing it or not fully following through and and my interest is well what stops us and and how can we remove those those kind of stumbling blocks as much as as possible so yeah I do I it's I think it's a bit unusual what what I do 
I think and yet I always wonder why is that? Because to me, it seems really obvious. And it shouldn't be that unusual, should it? And this is partly what we're going to talk about. So mm. when I started to look at Plenty More to create it, I kept coming back to, I felt like a lot of business programs that I'd been in, that I'd heard other people had told me about, weren't actually coaching. Mm. Like coaching is you know we, we call it business coaching but a lot of the time it's people it's business strategy business consultancy and they're quite they're often things that will be bedded into a program like our program will have elements of strategy it will have elements of consultancy mentoring that's why I call myself a money uh, coach and mentor because I absolutely do both but a lot of programs are claiming to be coaching courses and actually there's very little coaching in them and in my experience and what you said joe right and i know obviously we've talked about this endlessly for the last like five weeks or so it really is there is a real issue with this like one size fits all approach to these programs where and i think actually we do get them earlier on in our businesses but actually i see it happen particularly as people are, are getting more into that, like six, seven, eight, nine, like grand a month, they're like, oh, this is a real business. This is a real business. Mm. I should have a real strategy. That one I've been playing with, that's not the one. Let me let me look around me. How do I make that bigger amount of money? And actually, you then outsource it, like mm. in ways where someone's like, right. And I've heard this said in so many programs. Joe's done a lot more programs than me. So I'd be interested if you've heard this one as well. Just do exactly what I say and you'll be fine. I hope <laughs> saying that yeah and you're like but what uh, I'm really trying to do exactly what you say and it's not working or I can't do it or I can't have you heard that one yeah um certainly with a a number of the programs that I did I think earlier on in in my Mm. business when I was maybe more um (laughs) uh, more open to that kind of thing whereas now I have lost a lot of patience with that and there was a lot of internalized stuff there was a lot of internalized stuff that I put on myself but those things I can't do that because there's something wrong with me was the story that I took away from a lot of those when it didn't work yeah absolutely and also there's a balance there right of where you're looking up to somebody there is so much of coaching is about I kind of think of it as like sitting with someone and they're drawing stuff out of you but you're also absorbing stuff and learning stuff from that person and and that's no no bad thing that's great Mm -hmm. and there can be times oftentimes where you could do it Mm -hmm. but there is some internalized patriarchal white supremacist oppressive stuff or there is some experience stuff Mm -hmm. of being told you couldn't do it and so you still feel like you can't do it Mm -hmm. or believe you can't do it and so it is a it's some murky water sometimes, isn't it? It is. And I wonder if with a lot of the the programs them, themselves and the people setting up the programs, they are setting things up that have worked for them very often. So it's not that, yes, there are some outright charlatans out there, but I think they are few and far between. Yeah. I think for most of the coaches in the, those, those programs, they are, I mean, you know, you and I do this in a way. We share what's worked for us. I yeah. think where the problem can can lie, certainly where I've had issues with them in the past, is that, okay, so this is the way. Because it worked for me, this is the way. Yeah. And 
the that's just not how it works i think i think there's an awful lot of mistakes and trial and error and things that are just a normal part of a business and that 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 whole kind of well this is the strategy just follow it and do it and do exactly what i say and it will work because then if when it doesn't work yeah what do you do then and I think people internalise it and sometimes a bit too often we hear it's like, well, your mindset is wrong or you just haven't applied it properly or just do it more. It's like more limited beliefs. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or you need to pay more for the next level up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And it's really I do think it's it's really layered. Like as you're talking, my brain is doing that thing that it does where it's going. Well, it's kind of this. It's a bit of this. It's a bit of that. Like, I do think that. I think that there is a lot of of internalized stuff that comes mm-hmm. up there. The thing that really sings out for me is that definition. When you call something coaching, there is a an idea there that you're going to draw stuff out of somebody. Maybe there isn't. I mean, I'd love to hear from people who are not coaches who maybe don't have that presumption. I've been in programs before where there's been um, some somebody's had issues with pricing essentially mm. and they have brought that to group calls and rather than get into the nuts and bolts of like the murky stuff in their money stuff mm-hmm. that which is where I want to go and I'm on the call like itching to like be like can I say something but obviously that's inappropriate <laughs> and I don't do it but there is this real like feeling from the the coaches where it's like well, just price it that's a limiting belief you've got just price it that way yeah. And often, and I know that this is what I've experienced, and I'm sure you probably have, and I know we've both seen it in clients, is that just makes you not want to do it. You get yeah. stuck and things don't sell. Yeah. I think people freeze out. It's like psychologically, there's this like freeze that happens. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then people either kind of go, well, this program doesn't work or... what's wrong with me why can't I make it work or why like even some people they'll blame the price because they didn't feel good about it in the first place Mm -hmm. they're like oh it's because the price is too high I knew the price was too high I should have trusted my gut which and it's super nuanced the price Mm -hmm. wasn't too high that wasn't the issue your feelings about the price being too high were the issue but also and I've probably said this in nearly every episode I've ever done the price is rarely the reason people don't buy the reason people don't buy is because they don't understand the value they're getting. One of the things that can happen in that situation when somebody's been pushed into it in these programs, it's, and I really understand it, but there needs to be space to get into the person's individual feelings. And I think my experience of seeing that in programs was really one of the many um, moments where when I came to, so for everyone who doesn't know this, plenty more, was, has run once it ran from um january of last year till around the about july it was six yeah. months program uh-huh. and then before that it was actually called the shift so it's the same program so i've run it twice but what i really wanted to do was up the i want to say up the ante i don't know if that's the right word but like i wanted to um enhance it i wanted there to be a course that goes alongside it which is we've what's called the in in um, official terms called hybrid program where you get a course um, where we go through a load of stuff and you also get coaching as well. But I really came with this desire at the heart of it 
that it would not be a one size fits all strategy. It would not be here's Ray Dodd's idea of how you get from here to here. It would make space for us all to have these different experiences and feelings and thoughts and opinions on how our businesses run. Because I know, and Joe and I share this view, and I think you even said it in your intro, that one of the things that is left out a lot of the time of this stuff is that what do you want? Who are you? What are your energy levels like? And that's one of the big things I think on these more um, blueprinty type courses where it's like, maybe that was run by someone who doesn't need to sit down as much as I do. Yeah. Like, and I just, that doesn't actually work for me. And yet our conditioning means that we often really struggle to disobey the rules people who are um, socialized conditioned to be female like we do like yeah it's very common for me to say to clients hey you don't have to do that mm. like you know so if a silly example is that I do I have workbooks in my courses and sometimes I have to say to clients you don't have to do the workbook yeah. and and it and they're like oh of course I don't but because we're so you know conditioned mm-hmm to tick all the boxes to be it's the good girl syndrome that is spoken about that when you put that syndrome which is really common and actually Mm -hmm. even in me I do I do like to not follow the rules but even in me I can notice myself thinking I have to do certain things and struggling and going I don't I don't have to do any of that totally and when i that i mean it sounds a bit glibber so you know i don't struggle following the words it, it's because i genuinely i'm you know I, i'm a questioner i want to know why yeah. um yeah. however there have been many 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 times where i'm trying to follow the rules yeah. but i don't know why i'm meant to be following them yeah. and i'm struggling to i mean i'm yeah, you know, it's probably worth mentioning that I like like many other people, I'm neurodiverse. Mm. I am autistic. I have ADHD. I, you know, have certain mental health demands on me, which mean that I don't have a huge amount of energy and I struggle with kind of, you know, certain aspects of things. And so um in those one size fits all where there's a lot of rules, yeah. If you are struggling to follow those rules, like for example, the amount of energy that i think is assumed to be the norm for everybody yeah in some of those big programs even if it's things like you know be posting on social media every day or and things like that i know an awful lot of people simply don't have that energy or you have caring responsibilities you don't have that amount of energy so there's some very practical things that just from a a kind of a, a cultural level we uh, we're not all given the same amount of energy. We're not all given the same amount of spoons. We're not all given the same amount of resources. And I think as well, and you've kind of said this, but this is the thing where a lot of business is built, and, and I talk about this all the time, with that kind of patriarchal model in mind. So you've mm-hmm. got, it's and, and patriarchy literally means handed from father to son. So to me, it means ignoring women. <laughs> like it means, or yeah. anyone who's not father, son doesn't fit into that bracket it means ignoring everybody but that obviously happens in terms of if we talk about neurological diversities mm-hmm. you know that they've not like if somebody hasn't got that if we're if you're selling on your how you manage to do business and you don't have a neurological diversity mm-hmm. or you are a white woman 
or yeah. you are a cis hetero there is th- there are things you are just missing yeah and I have I'm sure I've ranted about this on the podcast before but one of my real bugbears with that whole blueprint thing and I'm going to talk in a minute about where blueprints can be useful mm-hmm. as well because I think that's important to say this is not um either of us saying like none, none of this stuff works it's like it's it's coming from the right place though um uh, what I often see when people are selling a blueprint is they sell what's worked a certain way into their business mm. and they what they think and I again like Jason I think it comes from a good place but I think what they're doing is they'll be like so you just need let's say one a really common one a little while ago was one product the way to make lots of money is you just have one product ignoring the fact that they had a number of products mm. in the run-up and maybe even and this happens a lot their one program is made up of all their other products that they did, which they got together while they're experimenting, while they mm-hmm. were figuring out what they liked. Now, maybe what they're thinking is, wouldn't it be easier for everyone if they didn't have to go through what I had to go through with all these, um, making all these different things and t- taking all these missteps, but they miss out the gold in mm. those missteps. And it's because of this kind of, this is what I did mentality, which isn't coaching. No, and I think there's a. I I think there's a, there is a misunderstanding with the with the term um, coaching as as well. I think genuinely a lot of people do think that they are coaching, but what they're really doing is telling, right. and that can be fine. There are times, you know, there, there are times right when I've kind of turned up on a call with you and kind of I'm really wanting you to just tell me what to do because yeah. at the time I'm just like I have so many ideas, yeah. and sifting through them is getting exhausting, and yeah. it would be such a relief for someone to just say just do this. And it's why I have the mentor in there, like in my mm-hmm. title. I personally could never be a pure coach. Mm-hmm. A pure coach just asks Detail. the questions yeah. and and, li- and listens and reflects. But I, and I notice, I don't know if I've said this to you, I even change body position depending which role I'm in. I have noticed. Only yeah. once you once mentioned it and yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I can I see do. you. I do, yeah. further back when I'm mm-hmm. coaching and I move forward when I go into, and I'll often go, I'm going to go into mentor mode or I'm going to mm-hmm. just, you know, um, this is advice or this is, and try and frame it. But I, it's like there's two different parts and it's so important. And so this is one of the things that I, when we were creating the program mm. that I was coming at it from, and, the, and there's a lovely story about how Joe became involved actually, because Joe, as she just said, did the last version of Plenty mm. More and you've done a few of my other programs as well. I've at the end of pretty much everything that you've released <laughs> since about, in the past 18 months, I think. I'd yeah. like never come across you before and I was just like, oh, I'm so in with this woman. <laughs> And so I told the whole group, the whole wonderful group of people on that call, my plans. And and I was really struggling with it at that time. Like I'd wanted it ready for you all at the end of that program, but it wasn't falling into place. And I did a podcast episode on that a little while ago that I realized that distinction that I wasn't creating just a new program. I was completely changing my business. And so I said on the call, I'll be looking for like associate coaches to help run it. And so Joe slid into my DMs. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and funnily enough I had thought to myself I really want someone like Joe Casey that's who I want but Joe runs our own business so I didn't approach you because I didn't know if you'd want to which probably says something about the sort of space I need to start taking up but yeah it was so it was lovely how you came in and you really got that vision of like 
of wanting to it to be from a coaching place but also it's not like we're not going to talk about strategy in the program no and I also you know I think it's it's important to kind of share little bits of the conversation those initial conversations that Mm. we had because I was running my own business you know going fine and going well going well going well sorry yes yes going well kind of in hindsight yes going well and this past year I've had this uh, autism diagnosis and, and gone through kind of a whole thing and when you were talking about this idea of having a company yeah something pinged in my brain and I thought I've run this business on my own because I think I've assumed that's the only way to do it. Yeah. And it works fine. Yes. It really does. It works well in terms of, you know, money and and all of that stuff. And it's very rewarding. And then once we started having those initial conversations and mapping out where it looked like, we both said, I didn't realise I was missing this, which was having that collaborative piece. So even just having those conversations expanded our vision of what was possible, but also what a a way of doing something differently that I don't think either of us had really fully lent into until we started doing it. No, and it was a real moment of me having to... So one, one of the many podcasts I'm planning on recording is talking about power and talking about how... We hold power that's not ours very easily. And we do that. One of the ways we do that is perfectionism or trying to show up as if we've got things more sorted than we have. Mm. And a place that I've probably been, or not probably, I've been guilty of doing that is sometimes really struggling to to put a program together, not because I don't have the ideas, but because I work better bouncing things off people. Mm. But having no one to tell ask my husband, get annoyed with him. Turns out he doesn't know much about the coaching industry. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he? Um, and I, I like try and do it with assistance. And sometimes like that can be really helpful, but it's not always. Um, and you really need somebody that's doing a similar thing for it. And I'd really told myself, no, I have to figure this out. I have to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And I'd come back to it and back to it. I spent the whole of July just being like, come on, you can do this. Do this program. Sit down. And I'd have ideas like you should see how disjointed my notebook is. And then me and Joe sat down, and it was like, right like a deep acceptance of who I am. Who I am is somebody that bounces off people brilliantly. And that doesn't make me no good because mm-hmm. I can't do it by myself, which I think I hadn't consciously thought. Like I wasn't sat there going, mm-hmm. I just want to hire someone and I mustn't because of blah, 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 blah. But when I when we did it and we both were like, this is so not, wow, this is yeah. so nice. Like this is working so brilliantly, but there was as somebody who wants like is the like you know I've talked a lot about being a CEO and all of that stuff recently heading up the company that like doing all of that stuff there is a relinquishing of power in that there is a element of I so here's what I'm not going to do I'm not going to pretend that I have completely written this program all by myself yeah I I I, and I going I suppose back to one of those initial kind of exciting ideas that we had about what we want this program to be is first of all we have so few models of being a ceo so we talked about you know does the word ceo resonate and i'm like no not really because i can't see myself in it because we have this idea of a ceo being like the solo um usually a white guy uh white cisgender guy um 
but you know very ideas driven it makes things happen and there's a certain kind of model that we have of those kind of iconic ceos and there's no space for a lot of us in that and one of the things we were talking about was well what if we as a collective not just you you know you ray and me joe but you know as a whole group of different business owners we get to redefine the idea of ceo yeah Yeah, exactly so this is what i mean about this relinquishing of power like it's power i don't even want like i don't want us to be a company where i'm pretending that i've created programs that are not all mine and i've said this to joe a number of times like what i want and so joe is this is so this is me being really vulnerable because i always get this thing of like i've got i'm a big plans person but there's also obviously that fear that they won't work (laughs) And so I'm just going to do it. I'm going to acknowledge what my my dream is. So I would really like to have Joe be the first of a number of associate coaches that will be in the program. Not loads, like, I don't know, who knows? Let's say three, four, we'll see. I want you all to fall in love with them as human beings, as much as you would want to work. No, I can't say fall in love with me, as much as you fall in love with me. But you know what I mean? You can say that. You can (laughs) say that. I want, like, I don't want it to be all about I don't want it to be the ratio but equally I want to acknowledge that as the person the role I am a lot of it is going to be about me but then it's about me being like these people are brilliant and so you hop on a call and it's not like so say I'm not there which you know sometimes I won't be because I take holidays all of us won't be there at certain points and everyone's not like oh he's not here everyone's like yeah Joe's here yeah whoever else is here you know and it's that that But that is that whole thing. And I always come back to this. I don't think we're going to get the sort of world we want, Mm. actual equity. I don't think we're going to get that world we want without relinquishing power. We're going to have to give up stuff, not just take it. And I think as um, women, particularly white women, where we have been, you know, we have been oppressed. There's no doubt about that, but we don't have it's easier for us to access that power mm. at the same time yeah we can just go and grab it all there's a real danger of us just going I'm just going to get all of that that's available to me when it should have been dispersed mm. in different ways and so I think coming bringing it back to the program one of the things is for um it to be in the very bones of the way everything's set up that we are also not grabbing the power from our clients in the program which brings us full circle back to what is problematic with some of those courses where it's like the blueprint and it's do what I say because it's that top-down power Mm. whereas one of the reasons I fell in love with coaching when I first went on my coaching weekend like oh donkeys years ago was it was so equal it's 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 shared power there's no telling it's all about yeah. being really respectful of the other person's journey and you being the the catalyst and the, and it's very kind of it's not even co-created it it's you know the the solutions there are owned by the client and yet that is one of those fundamental things that doesn't exist in a lot of those programs yeah i like the mirroring analogy with coaching that's often what i feel like like as if almost like a coach comes along and cleans the mirror so the mirror mm. was always there you looked this you you were that person in the mirror but it looked murky or it mm. like misshapen and the coach comes along and cleans that up for you yeah um 
I so one of the so before I get into this a question that I really want us both to answer we have we wrote out some questions we did write questions we've not asked any of them yet (laughs) but um one of the things I wanted to talk about was an analogy that uh, that I've been using and I've been talking to Joe about which is that one of the things that happens with these programs and particularly as we get to a certain level and we want to take our business to another place and I want to be really really clear like I'm in one of those programs right now that is very much like a here's what you do I've signed up to two of those sorts of programs in my kind of this business's lifetime. And it was the first one I was very much looking for answers. I was like, I don't know how to do this. I need someone to tell me what to do. The second one, I already had an idea and I knew this program would would help me. It was giving me a container for that idea. Um, and they were, they were two, my my reason for joining was so different with those two things and I'm sure you can tell the first one didn't go so well the second one that I'm in at the moment has been absolutely absolutely exceeded my expectations it's been brilliant but I think a lot of that was I did a lot of checking in with myself before I got there and one of the issues that I see is there is this real it's almost like we're being offered in those kind of like one size fits all programs, this tiny little pool to jump into. Mm. And we're sent on this really high diving board. And it's like, and that pool is like duck tails. It's full of water, full of water, full of money, full of coins, full of gold, but it's hard to hit it. And a lot of us are like splatting outside of that tiny little pool. I told someone that analogy the other day and they went, oh, they're hitting it, but you hit your head on the way in. And you're like walking around slightly concussed afterwards because it was such a feat of engineering or gymnastics to get yourself in like and then others of us so you might you might resonate with that if you signed up to that sort of program or you might be the sort of person that has avoided that but you're swimming around this huge ocean and you know there's money hidden there somewhere but there are so many different options of how you could Mm -hmm. find that money and actually you're turning over rocks you're looking behind into caves you might just keep the analogy going but you're not you're not coming up with it and so one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about is like we're talking about like what we feel it hasn't been going right what what needs reinventing so why do we even so maybe I'll ask you this question Joe. why do we need a program like like is what we're saying that coaching's like business coaching is just a nonsense no so why do- we're both business coaches? I know. <laughs> that would be really bad. <laughs> I do think, like, I think some people fall into this trap with talking about all this stuff, and it does need to be spoken about. Absolutely, I, I think it's long overdue that we talk about some of the stuff that's not working in the coaching industry. But also, we can talk around, and it's a bit like, well, why do we? What what is good mm. about it? Why do we want this? So, what? How would you answer that question? Like, why? why sign up to a coaching program like what is the point well i think that there's always some 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 nuance in the conversation and i think when you're in the ocean what you need is a boat mm-hmm. what you need is a container yeah. where there are some people who've kind of go well i've seen somebody over here and oh there was a big bit of money over there over there yeah. you know, who can give you that kind of guidance but they're there as kind of guides for you, the person who's the owner of the business, not the kind of jump into here, here's the only way of doing it. I love that. I love that you've like furthered that analogy so beautifully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. But <laughs> also like jumping in the water and someone going, 
so I've got you in a boat, but we're definitely going to New York. And you're like, yeah. I want to go to France. Yeah. Like, nope, we can only go to New York. It's like, but yeah. I like it there. I like yeah. the bread and the cheese. Uh-huh. And it's like that. Yeah, it's such a, yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And that's that's it. It's like, we do need, otherwise we are just swimming around the ocean, yeah. like lost. Yeah. With tons of options of places to oh. go. Yeah. And if we take that boat analogy that step further, I'm quite excited about it. You've also, on that boat, you've got a crew, you yeah. know, who are going to help you to, you know, suit up, who are going to, like, check you've got all of the... Yeah. I've, I've been scuba diving once. I don't know what the... I just know that they check things on the tanks and, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and, <laughs> and all of that, you know, people who've maybe navigated those waters before, they can't do the swim for you, and you wouldn't want them to. No. And I've got a further analogy. Oh, God, wait yeah. for it. Okay. You can radio to land, can't you, as well? So you've got like these, you've got this support network. Mm. You've got maps from people of what they've done before, the Mm. way they've gone before. You've got all these tools of all these people that have gone before you. Mm. And obviously, one of the things that I know the majority of people listening to this are not going to be men. (laughs) I might have a few, but I know the majority aren't going to be. For a lot of us, we've not been in this business world before. And it is brand new. Mm -hmm. Joe and I have had multiple conversations about how different the program that we're creating feels to other stuff that we've seen. Mm -hmm. Because we still can do that. It's still so new. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so my question was... Have a think, having a think about the programs you've done before, mm. things that have, what do you think? Like, could you give us a few things that you think worked brilliantly mm-hmm. and a few things that not so much and why you think, you know, those went either of those ways? Some of the, the elements of the ones that have worked really, really well are when there is space to explore the feelings. Mm. Because, I, like I said, I, I'm really good with strategy. I, I nerd out on strategy. Mm. But that can stay very academic-y. Yes. And very kind of, oh, yeah, you should do that, 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 that. They're actually doing it. Because why am I not doing it? And then you need something that's going to look and go, so it's no big deal. What do you think you are doing it? You know, what what is getting in the way there? Or when you say you feel utterly sick at the thought of charging that amount yeah what's that about then yeah and let's kind of unravel some of that so there's i i really like it where there's a combination of either some ideas for strategy or some support for for the, you know what are the the steps but yeah. then the real support to help you take the steps yeah I yeah. mean, how many? I, I don't know how many programs I've signed up to. Obviously, lower lower cost ones, mm. but actually, a couple of the higher ones as well, where I've just kind of frozen at the point where it got scary. Yeah. And I think where a program works really well is where there's a lot of support at the point where okay, those points where you freeze doesn't mean that you can't do this business. Doesn't mean that you're not coachable. Doesn't mean that you have a limiting belief oh you're not coachable it's one of my worst yeah I know I know so let's look at what is getting in the way then and let's do some work around helping you move past that yeah that's when it works really well where Mm. it doesn't work really well is where you get to that point where it gets scary or you freeze out or there are times also when it it can stay quite academic and kind of yeah I can see how that would work but how would that work for my business yeah how would I apply that to my clients I can see in theory what you mean but then that translation piece 
can fall down. Yeah. Um, as well as the points where it's like, yeah, I know I need to do it, but I feel like I'm stood on the side of this really high cliff and if I jump off, I might die. And and the only response you get is do it rather than, yeah. hmm, what yeah. is it do you think makes you feel like you're sat on a cliff? Is that a helpful analogy to be using? What if it wasn't a cliff with a big drop? You know, all of that kind of coaching stuff that we do. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing for me anyway, and I, I suspect you're, you're quite similar as when it's clear that the people running the program on in integrity. So by that, I mean, is what oh they say is not matched up by their behavior. Yeah. But I also think that to me, I love the fact that I love coaching. I love the fact that so many people who 20, 30 years ago wouldn't have been able to have a business because yeah yeah, because it would cost so much and things like that so many women so many people of color so many people Mm. of marginalized so many people but like wacky brains you know Mm. and 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 that we can't and it's so important and so powerful there's so much potential there and it really gets under my skin when people are saying yeah i can really help you with that and then Mm. or i believe in those things too or Mm. and then it doesn't play out and i'm not demanding perfection from people i'm really not because i am you know i i i i think we're all needing to be comfortable being in the messy spaces much Mm. more often but when somebody is blatantly not i'm going to use the coaching term walking their talk yeah uh, that yeah I, i really struggle with that yeah. Because this industry and the potential of it means so much to me. And I also wonder if some of the stuff that holds, and I'm going to include myself in this, those of mm-hmm. us that really, really hold ourselves to a standard where we're like, I really want to do this, not mm-hmm. perfectly, but I want to, whenever I can, be in integrity. And I want to like course correct when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like I want to no- notice and be aware and be open to moving I wonder if one of the things that holds us back is you know that fear of not being in integrity we're so concerned about it mm-hmm. that we don't we don't put ourselves out there and it's it's something I've been working on my therapy for ages yeah. and I've noticed being so I've, we've got Kay in the team as well and Joe and we've had a few team meetings and I'm noticing myself I think because I'm further into my space doing it this way being able to own stuff and being like I'm good at that Mm-hmm. and being able to be like I think I I think I can trust myself here I think I can put mm-hmm. my feet here yeah and so it's if we can create and this is my this is an untested theory at the moment but it will be tested soon um if we can create spaces for people to you know acknowledge who they are accept who they are and trust who they are I feel like we'll get more people moving into that I do as well because that makes sense. It it does. It it really really does. And that that perfectionism is such a pernicious mm. thing. And some people perfectionism it's about maybe the way they look or I don't want to put it out there in case there's a mistake and so I'm going to triple tra- check it and it becomes procrastination. And yeah, we can get perfectionism around I want to be showing up perfectly in integrity. Yes. And yeah. That also then becomes a way that we hold ourselves back because you're never going to get there. I don't know about you, but my biggest learning and growth moments have been when I've really messed up, you know, when I've caused harm. Not that I'm saying, please go out and deliberately cause harm, now you're learning things. But, you know, when I've inadvertently 
thinking I was doing all right, I've caused harm to somebody and they've called me out on it and been incredibly generous by letting me learn from that and course correct. And if we could have more spaces like that as well, I think that becomes really, that's the only way we make change is by allowing ourselves to get messy. And it's really, really hard yeah. because I really want hard. to get it right yeah, really badly. Right is the best. <laughs> Absolutely. I hate making mistakes. It does not feel good. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny you say that, actually, because I was thinking my answer to the question about things that have worked and not worked. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I've seen that's worked brilliantly is when people make space, the people running the course make space for um someone's business to not go so well mm. so like not perfectly like hey come and fail in here but like so for example the course i'm in at the moment that with the which is a more strategy based course uh, or program they they acknowledge from the off it might not go well you might launch part of this and you might have to correct things and change things and when people post in the group and and this is also an answer in terms of what's not gone well I've definitely seen been in programs where when things haven't gone, someone's following their blueprint, they're doing the mm-hmm. thing, they're being told to do, just do exactly what I say. They do it, it doesn't work. They post in the Facebook group or they mention it on a call and they're really ignored, told off. Yeah. Um, it's made to be about them not doing it properly, not doing it well enough. In this program I'm in now, the person who runs the course, who is a big name coach, just gets into the like grub with the person and is like, cool tell me what's happening tell me about the numbers what Mm. happened here what's going on there and it's really amazing and and they do set up the whole course for you not to have that expectation come work with me you'll earn 10 figure month Mm. you'll be on 10 10 grand a month within however long all of that stuff but it's just like yeah of course it's gone a bit wrong it's going to that doesn't mean the whole thing doesn't work it means we need to adjust yeah And that for me, so making space for people to just experience things the way they're going to experience it without Mm -hmm. laying blame at their feet, Mm -hmm. because of course things go wrong. Of course they do. Of course, you know, you're going to come into certain programs and maybe like the aim is always to get your earnings up, but maybe it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. But certainly in my courses, I would never want people hiding that that money wasn't working out for them. I would need to know. Mm -hmm. We need to know that. Let's work on it. Yeah, because that's where the deep work yeah. does. I mean, I say this as somebody who actually had financially a really on paper poor time when I was in your program yeah. because there was a whole load of other stuff that was going on yeah. that a lot of financial chickens came home to roost yeah. that kind of forced me to look at stuff that I hadn't looked at yeah. and really needed to. Yeah. And But now that that work is certainly not because you know you're never fully done with it but now that I've finally done that work Mm. I am so much more on track to you know so it's sometimes that there are necessary dips there are necessary things and I do think that there is something about the the capacity of the coach to be Mm. able to not see somebody else's results as a reflection of their worth and value and I have had to do a lot of work on that yeah a lot there was a time there was a time where you saying that would have like like and it's totally fine but I would have been like oh my god I just I really failed Joe I wouldn't have looked at the other circumstances Mm. 
like and looked at I'd have made it all about me which is a deep problem <laughs> like if you're a coach you really need to make it not about you but I had to do a lot of my own work on that but it's it's an it's an amazing skill to have in your business like if yeah. you can understand and I feel like I am like deeply understand that in a way that I just didn't for mm. for quite a while I deeply understand it's not about me mm. and the honestly the impact on my anxiety levels is transformative absolutely transformative can I ask about the courses that you have joined I mean obviously some of them have been good and some of them have been yeah. uh, not so good mm. what do you think if you in, in hindsight if you think back to ray joining those different programs were there any kind of i don't know early warning signs or where were you at yeah. emotionally when you were signing because i know for me there have been times when i've signed up for courses and in hindsight i've kind of get yeah if you'd done a f- proper check-in with yourself yeah yeah there's been kind of a desperation or a lack of trust of myself mm. I would each time they've not gone well yeah and then there's just been a wow I'd love to learn from this person mm-hmm. in the other ones um having said that the first time I signed up for something which wasn't a course it was one-to-one coaching and I worked mm-hmm. with that coach for quite a while that was a huge leap but that wasn't that worked. that was brilliant and I would say there was some desperation there I was quite mm-hmm. like I need to make this work and I don't know how mm-hmm. and I know I can't do it alone uh, but that coach was very good. I was just saying this to you earlier, like drawing out mindset stuff and the strategy. And they were such an amazing, the way they ran at the time, it was such an amazing package. And we just like fit well for that period of time. So that one, there was more of the like, you know, the desperation stuff in mm. there because that was my current reality. Since then, since doing the work with that person, I worked with that person for like two and a half years, probably um one-to-one and then when the pandemic happened I kind of leapt into something which and this is what I will say about this I don't really believe in like there's one course I bought that cost and let me just admit this this is probably one of my worst business mistakes it cost me four grand and I didn't do it (laughs) but at all at all I know I did the first module Mm -hmm. and realized it was not a good fit for me Mm -hmm. And that it would be a lot of my time and it wouldn't be using my time well. And I was paying monthly and for a year, I just had to watch those payments come out and be like, well, this is a nice lesson. I'm enjoying Mm -hmm. this. But what it really taught me was like what I did get from that. And it was a coaching course. What I really learned from that is that I could trust myself and I did Mm -hmm. know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So and that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I just got it in a different way. Yeah. And then I later signed up for another co- course, which was Sass Petherick's course, which I talk about all the time because it's just absolutely brilliant. And that I just did that with such a different attitude. Um, and I knew Sass and it, and actually that that four grand course is not a bad course. Mm. Like it's not there's nothing wrong with that course. It just wasn't right for me. It just wasn't the right fit. Uh, whereas Sass's was like perfect timing, all of that like it was just absolutely and absolutely brilliant and I would credit that with a lot of how I feel now like in terms of that trust in myself Mm. came from um that like real deep trust came from learning how to um instill that in others or like furthering my learning in that Mm -hmm. but also when you do that it's one of the best things about learning coaching is you get to do it to yourself like you go through it 
and I love I love that about it so yeah so I would say those I think there was there was generally a, an outsourcing of my power that's what mm. I will say yeah the first time I was looking so the 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 course that I signed up to at the beginning of the pandemic was run by someone that I felt and this is very much what you were saying about integrity I felt was doing the sort of thing I wanted to do I felt they were um interested in inclusivity and equity and um social change as well as making lots of money and then I got behind the scenes and it wasn't quite what I thought it would be in terms of how people were treated in the program and that was really hard and then was really brilliant the brilliant bit was not the experience but the impact on me was brilliant because I had this moment of like Ray stop looking for someone else to do this and do it why do you keep trying to find and, and I'm judging people like, oh, they're not doing it the way I would do it. They're like, well, they're not me. So just just leave them alone and do it your way, the way that you feel like it needs to be done. And so as much as it was very hard and I can't go into a lot of the stuff that happened there, it was also a real like defining moment of me owning myself and mm. trusting myself as well. Mm. Um, so even when, and I don't know if you feel this way, and I know not everyone will, because I know that some courses have been very, very tricky for people, but for me, I've always come out of it learning what I needed to learn is mm. my feeling on it. Would have mm. liked to have learned it a different way. <laughs> yeah. I do sometimes think, yeah, the lessons that you learned the hard way, was there another way I could have learned that lesson, yeah. please? <laughs> Exactly. I don't know I don't know if there exactly. is yeah um we have spoken for so long thank you Joe, for coming on I'm so excited for those of you that join the program or just you know at, around what I'm doing to to get to know Joe more um and for those of you that are interested in plenty more it's we're going to be opening the doors up so you'll be able to apply for the program from the 13th of September which is a week today in the meantime you can sign up to the wait list so that you'll be the on the first list of people that are going to find out, going to get access to apply. And that's just in the show notes. So pop there. Or if you go to my Instagram bio, it's in there as well. And you can sign up and we will make sure that we email you out the information before anyone else gets it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all they need to know. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Rob. We're going to spend the afternoon together planning some more stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time together so yeah thanks everyone for listening and um, we'll see you next time thank you for listening to the money makers podcast i'm delighted you could be here with me if you liked what you heard please do leave us a review it makes all the difference in getting these episodes heard by more people you can of course find me on instagram at ray underscore dot and in my facebook group also called money makers thanks again mm-hmm.